definitely human. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 24. It's summer and I'm walking to work. Some days I like to walk along the Tarka line, but on days like today, I'm walking along the top road where I can see the estuary down on my right and I can see the rolling hills and the wind turbines to my left. I get quite angry and upset on my walk sometimes because I find trash that's been left in the gateways and on the side of the road. People getting their breakfast on the way to work and they just ditch it all out the car window, which I will never understand. I just found in one of the gateways a load of takeaway drinks cups and beer cans. I don't know, like if some of us can't even pick up our rubbish, how are we expected to do the bigger things that we need to do in order to save the planet? I mean, we literally pick up all sorts. There's cider bottles, beer bottles. Along the um, the road up to the house, usually I'll find like energy drink cans sort of thrown as high up into the bank as possible. So I have to sort of scramble up and pick them up. Oh, there's some trash right here. Oh, crisp packets. Yeah, I just don't know what goes through people's minds. Like, I don't know, I just think I would be so mortified if I saw something that I'd thrown out and then I kept seeing it every single day. But then maybe because they don't see it, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if I should stop picking it up altogether and just let everything get super trashy and then people can see what they've done to it. But then I don't want to do that either because I just love the countryside so much. I love our farm so much. I don't want all the trash to be blown in with the animals. I don't know if they would eat it, if it's going to break down in the ground. We've got such an issue with, you know, microplastics and everything. There's no there's no individual type of person that does this i think it's just a really widespread issue i used to think it was maybe you know workmen builders sorry guys um on their way to work but then when we have contractors on the farm doing things i notice an increase in rubbish and i think nigel actually caught one once throwing rubbish out of his cab pulled him up on it and he was like oh what do you care mate you know like (laughs) Like, why should we go around picking up after you who can't be bothered to just take it home and put it in the bin? (laughs) You know, in London, I used to see people littering quite a lot. Once I saw somebody get out of their car, their parked car, go around to the passenger side and their passenger side seat and floor was just absolutely covered in drinks, bottles, you name it, whatever, crisp packets, everything. And um, with their forearm, they just scooped and sweeped all of the trash into the curb. And then drove off and just left where their car had been, like trash in the curb. And the same thing used to happen, actually, underneath where we live. People would chuck out all their drinks bottles and things beneath them. And for a time, 
me being the dork I am, I actually did buy like a rubbish picker and a bag and I used to pick up rubbish around my neighbourhood because we lived right next to a nursery. But also we had street sweepers every day there would be a street sweeper. So the rubbish would actually be collected by someone. Now, I don't know if people think that there are paid members of the council that go around all the country lanes collecting rubbish, but there certainly isn't. I don't know. God, it's just not fair, is it? Why should I have to be holding somebody else's trash? I just picked up a chocolate bar wrapper. I've just got armfuls of trash on my way to work in the morning. Anyway, even though I'm picking up trash, I'm still enjoying the beauty of the farm around me. Um, At the moment, I'm passing by two gateways. We've planted maize, which is the break crop in between barley and wheat. And at the moment, it's growing so big. It's proper... uh, now I'm going to get this right. It is properly six foot tall. So that is me being correct. And then the wheat to my left is just a couple of feet. So we haven't been able to harvest the wheat yet because it's been so wet. It proper feels autumnal at the moment, although it's very humid and I don't know, the weather's kind of strange. The clouds are very grey in the sky. It looks very moody. But I also like the countryside when it's grey and moody. I don't know. There's something lovely about it. it. Brings out all the greens and everything's looking rather lush and little dew droplets on each leaf. I love it. So I was cleaning out the chickens this morning, everything fine, everything normal, went and sat in the kitchen and I saw this little bug on my hand and I sort of flicked it off and then I saw another one and I was like, oh, that's weird. Continue chatting and then all of a sudden I just thought, hang on a minute and my sleeve, my like cashmere jumper sleeve was absolutely crawling with mites from the chickens. Oh, so I just like completely stripped off and went outside, brushed my hair, like made sure everything was off me. It was even on the like the seat, the chair seat that I was sat on, so absolutely clean that out. I've just grabbed a spade and an empty fertilizer bag and I'm basically going up to muck out the chooks. Um, I feel like my skin is absolutely crawling but needs must. I'm gonna have to put all my new clothes in a boil wash again. Oh my god it's so windy today. Hi girls! Here we've got a mite infestation. So red mites occur when it's quite wet and humid and warm, which is the exact temperature that it's been this week in the UK. Um, They also like wood, so I'm keen to see where they are in the actual chicken shed because where most of them roost is actually in metal containers, although we do have wood chipped down, so I suppose it could be in that. But hopefully this will be quite easy to clean. So I've got some mite powder Basically, because the mites love being in wet conditions, they love living like sort of underneath the wing of the birds where it's kind of wet and warm and basically where they roost and they come out and they nibble them at night. So by spraying powder on them, it completely dries the mite out and it fails to exist. It disappears from existence, which is what we want. Oh, I still feel itchy like they're on me. It's so disgusting. I've got full wellies on. I mean, when I muck out the chooks, I wear basically rubber washing up gloves. Um, Where is that glove, actually? I wonder if that's... Ew, so yeah, the glove is crawling with mites. Oh my God. <laughs> this is the first time I've had to deal with anything like this. Um, just washing off my glove. Oh my God, disgusting. Oh. <sighs> They don't look kind of red, although they're so small, I don't know. But, I mean, not small enough that you can't see it with the naked eye anyway. So I'm going to have a look inside the pen and see if I can see any of where the mites will be. Calm down. Whenever I walk into the pen, they expect a treat. So I've got some barley grains that I throw in. 
beep, beep. They all crowd under my feet. Get out of the way. <laughs> it's a scrum. Yes. Um, Hennifer. Hennifer is always making a racket. So the last place I cleaned, there is a wooden plank on the floor. Hi. Don't peck me. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm going to lift this up. Oh, my God. But I don't want to squash you guys. Get out of the way. Oh, she's just seen a little moth and had a little snack. Was that tasty? Yum. Oh, my God. I'm scared of getting all these mites all over me. Hang on. I need to put this mic down. Don't peck the mic. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. She's standing on the thing. Okay, I'm lifting this up. Yeah, I don't see any mites here. Okay, so next I'm going to check the nesting boxes then, I guess. I thought for sure this would be the place where they were all hiding, like in underneath this wooden block. Mm. Let's have a look on top of the roosting. I suppose they just live in the wood chips, don't they? Oh, God. Hi, what do you have to say about it? I know. I agree. Oh my god, I've just lifted up a bit of wood that's its actually holding up the little tea towel curtains that I've got for those guys. Um, that's got, for, oh my god, I'm so flustered, it's so disgusting. So, oh my god, okay, I'm just going to lift it up one more time. Okay, so I just see clusters of mites and then little red dots and lots of eggs. Oh my goodness, this is so rank. Oh my god, it's so horrifying. Oh my god, okay. Compose yourself, Charlie. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm like literally feel a bit faint. Okay, be strong, tough farmer girl now. So I'm looking everywhere else and I can't see any signs. So maybe it's just that one spot. And actually, I did notice this week that Yellowtail was having a really good dust bath scratch and she was a little bit red in underneath and it's where she likes to sleep on the top. So I'm hoping that we've caught it just in time and it's just hers. Oh, oh my god, why is nature so gross? <laughs> why is nature so gross? Okay, so I've got some talcum powder filled with some mite powder. I've just taken the tea towel, I've wrapped the tea towel and the bit of wood and put it far out on the farm floor somewhere. I don't really know what I'm going to do with that. God, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have any wood. Well, it's definitely red mites. Okay, I'm just going to mix this all in. Poor Yellowtail. Disgusting. Wow. Yeah. I might try and grab her and um, give her a bit of a dust now. Oh, Christ. Okay, I've got her. I've got you. I'm just looking in behind her wings. I know, it's okay. I'm going to have to give you a really good dust. I know. Okay, I'm just going to... Oh, I'm going to have to cover myself in dust. Yep, there you go. I'm covered in dust, you're covered in dust. We're all dusty together. Oof. <laughs> Powder everywhere. I know. It's going to get rid of your mites, though. She's going to shake near me, isn't she? Oh, bless you. Poor babe. Okay, I am absolutely covered in mite dust, so hopefully there's no mites on me either. <laughs> you don't want to eat that stuff, girls, I know. Okay. <laughs> Look, they're all walking towards me instead of being scared. Hi, do you want some dust too? Okay, I'm going to dust them all now. <laughs> What's that, eh? So I'm just walking into one of our fields of wheat. I've just walked the fields with Nigel and Mum, and 
and we are pushing on with the combining today. So since we had the barley harvest, which it was absolute heat wave, perfect weather conditions, ripe, good to go. Ever since then, we have had wet, humid conditions, big, heavy dews, and we just haven't caught a break in order to do the combining. We did manage to snatch one field in the very beginning, which we needed to put through the grain dryer. But what I found very interesting is I touched upon in earlier episodes the idea of the stock market of grain and, you know, the fast-paced business world of grain management. (laughs) It's been really interesting this week hearing mum on the phone. So basically, we managed to get a couple of fields, I think, um, combined. We did one full day of combining of wheat and it was in the sheds. And then she had a call from one of her wholesalers, an agent that said, can you sell us 29 tonnes of grain today? We need it by the end of the day because next week the price is going to drop. So because it's been such dire weather and nobody's been able to harvest, it means that there's less wheat available. And so that pushes the price way up. I guess I'm learning that what you either need to do is you need to be so on it that you sell it right at the beginning of the window or you store it in the sheds until basically just before the next harvest when everybody's already used up all their wheat and there's a shortage and the market isn't so full. So we managed to sell 28 tons 29 tons I think one lorry full basically but in order to do that Nigel had to stay up until two o'clock in the morning drying the grain it's basically like a giant hair dryer um, it looks like this big cylinder and the grains just being sort of continuously blown around and separated from the kind of dust and you're just getting the pure grain but yeah it basically looks like and sounds like a giant hair dryer So that was last week and it's been further wet days, there's been more delays and basically we just walked the field and the grain is starting to drop. The seed that basically sits in the wheat, it's in sort of a cup shell and that cup holds water in it and so the water can actually make the seed go to sprout and then you can't use the seeds for anything. So I know one of the last fields, we actually want to save the seeds for next year's wheat and then also if it's quite windy, the grain just drops out and ends up on the floor. So we've got the conundrum of do we wait a week but then we'll we'll end up harvesting less grain. I think at the moment we should be getting if it's good numbers three and a half ton an acre which is very good I think the barley was below two tons an acre even though we were expecting it to be two it actually wasn't that good but the wheat fields are looking really amazing there's no patches it all just looks really really good Another amazing thing, I mean, I'm stood in the field right now. I don't know if you can hear it, but the actual wheat is snicking. It's so cool. I didn't know if it was the sort of sheaths hitting one another, but Nigel tells me it's actually the sun drying out the wheat, but you can hear it. It just sounds like almost like a fire crackling. It's just like snicking. So the sound of the snicking is literally the sun piercing the wheat and drying it out. And I guess, I don't know what's causing that popping, but yeah, it's just the sounds of it drying, kind of like it's being toasted or something. Hmm, toasted wheat. It's very humid, it's very wet, but it's still 20 degrees. It's basically the most disastrous weather you can possibly have for having fields of wheat in because all you want is some decent sunshine to dry it out. I think at the moment the moisture content is 20%, so you're aiming to take it off the fields at 15 and it'll dry out, but you want to sell it 
at 13%. So to have it at 20%, you've got to throw a lot of money at it. The price of gas has just gone up. I think it took half a tank to dry the last 29 tons. I mean, I guess it's similar to fashion in a way where when you're getting close to fashion week and you need to have clothes made for your fashion show and you're running out of time and the only seamstresses left in the business are the ones that charge £30 an hour. So you go with them. I mean, they're obviously really, really good at their job, but you end up just throwing money at things, getting buttonholes done at the little guy in Soho who lives below street level and all the designers are queued up just to get buttonholes done on all their shirts in order to get things back from the factory rather than waiting for shipping by road, which ideally is what you want. You end up shipping by air. (laughs) I think I once shipped back some denim from Japan and the bill was sort of a thousand pounds and you just want to cry, but I needed it for a campaign shoot urgently. So there's nothing else I could do but bite the bullet. So this is sort of like that, really. You just suck it and see. I've just stumbled upon a patch of uh, wheat that's completely flattened. I reckon a roe deer lay down here for an evening. There's a couple of patches, either that or a couple from the local village have been having a bit of a romp. But I think it's only enough for one person, so I'm pretty sure it was a roe deer. Taking a little nap amongst the wheat. So mum and I are just helping the combine harvester reverse down the road. We need to unhang the gateway. This is the same gateway that we that I chainsawed the other day. The gate. Just the gate. Mum's correcting me, it's not even mum chat. <laughs> a combine harvester is so massive, I can't quite wrap my head around it. And it's so wide, it barely fits down the lane. So Nigel's just going through the gate now, towing the bed. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I didn't even realise he closed the door and the steps leading up are attached to the door. So as he closed the door, the steps whipped around. That's so cool. Farm nerd over here. Okay, so I'm just running back up the hill because there are a whole load of cars and I need to drive in behind the combine harvester. Oh my God. Oh my God, so the combine harvester is literally mounting the soil on either side. It's such a tight squeeze, it's unbelievable. No overhanging branches though to catch on him, so I did a good job there. So we've just driven to the bottom of the field, we've got through the top gate and now we're getting him through the bottom gate where I think we just need to open this gate, we don't need to unhitch it or anything. He's so big, he was sort of tearing up the field underneath him, but it's just a grass field, so it's not too much of an issue. Um, But I think he's also so big, he's going to end up driving over a lot of the wheat as he turns and goes round the corner to do the other field. When he's gone through, we'll go through and then we'll shut the gate because the sheep are still in this field, so we can't allow them to go in a cornfield. Is he driving over the wheat now? Yeah. You can hear it. Oh, no, sad. Oh, small price to pay. Devastation. Absolutely. So we were just dyeing up the straw because the farmer wants to come and bale it today, but mum was saying that there's been lots of fires. There's been three fires in this area in the last week uh, where farmers have baled their straw or hay probably and they've put it in the barn and if it's still damp, it heats up internal combustion in the bale. It's all so tightly packed, it gets hot and it gets hotter and hotter and it ignites. And that's how you lose your barn as well. And if you've got machinery in your barn or livestock, that's nasty. Yeah, it happens all the time because they just, some of these lads haven't worked it out. 
it's best to bale it. Once it's baled and it's in a tightly packed bale, if it rains, it won't matter too much because the rain can't get in it. And the key is to leave it in the field rather than putting it in your barn? Yeah, just for a day or two. Okay. Because you do see that. You do see people yeah. bailing it. In the, so is the, is the problem is that the farmer wants to bale it and take it away because he's on holiday next week? It is for this week, yeah, for this field. On holiday, a farmer at combining time? I can't believe it. I know. It's not very well timed, was it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mum felt terrible because we had a day off the other day to go to Heartland and Nigel started combining and she felt awful having one day off. Yes. <laughs> yes, Mum works every day into the night. She'll never quit, never retire. She can't be stopped. She's like the terminator of farming and will presumably keep going forever until the heat death of the universe. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast, on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod, and on TikTok at Back to Earth Charlie. Music is by John Day. Artwork is by Eric Chow. And this episode was edited by poor David Knight. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. And if you're supporting us on Patreon, stay tuned for our after show series, Hashtag Farm Life. This week, we're talking about littering. <laughs> Find out more at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Back to Earth is a definitely human production. Okay, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800 3334 for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.